anymore. You know why? Why really have daddy issues? Huh? You don't have time for none of your feelings as a black man. Like from the no, you don't get to have them as a black man. Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life, even when stuff happens. Now here's your host, Whitney West. So welcome back to the podcast, everybody. As you can see by the title and by me sharing the screen with this fool. Oh, well, actually, let's 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 be real here. They have not seen you. Let's get into it. Let's <laughs> they have not yeah. seen you because Daddy's you have, home. Oh God. They have you have refused. <laughs> To show oh, your okay, so here we go with the lies. We're gonna start out this way. The podcast. I, I thought she would be doing better. Eighty-two weeks to schedule this because you had to schedule your quarantine haircut. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> I'm a black man. Black man, hair, hair and shoes are the first thing y'all notice and height, and I ain't got to worry about none of those. Okay, <laughs> this is. I mean, I swear, you just have the worst of all the worlds. I mean, you're from Louisiana, living hey. in D.C. Yeah. Working for the government, got a hundred. You just that bigger than it. And can't nobody stand. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I am still that nigga. <laughs> but as you can see, this is the quarterly edition of the mess with Wit and Wes. So we are doing our thing today. And this episode started off with us being like, let's discuss the foolishness that was has, last year that has been a year in quarantine we did not get to convene last year for the mess because everything was a mess so <laughs> what was the purpose right but you know things in the world have just 2021 is like well since 2020 acted the whole fool i'm gonna do my own thing and <laughs> it's been foolish from the jump from the jump we had the first three weeks we had like Whoa, whoa. We had insurrection, inauguration, just all kind of foolishness. Different strands of the virus. Uh, they said the, the hornets were coming back. I was like, dude. And it's August we... year. Like, isn't it like a. <laughs> the, the plague. The plague. Get into the, the, get into the word. They said this was coming. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> Everything is, is going down in the 21. So. I just could not let this pass since we won't convene until the next quarter to talk about the ver- the, the latest verses. Derek Jackson versus Kevin <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> I didn't know that's where she was going. <laughs> I was like, latest verses? <laughs> I was like, what is we going to talk about that? But, no. <laughs> but y'all, you know, usually I'll be like, I'm on this end of the spectrum and y'all acting a fool on this other end of the spectrum. But right. at this point, I feel like I'm looking over here to people who call it into Kevin Samuels and people over here who hanging on Derrick Jackson where I'm just like, yeah, when can I cross the street? Because I don't even want to be lined up with y'all. Before. With nobody. Like, it's foolishness. <sighs> so I guess we'll just start with Derrick Jackson since it's, it's top of mind <laughs> with everything. So, so what are your thoughts on this brawling Negro? Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I will be very honest and say, I didn't know who the fuck this nigga was. Sorry. I didn't know who this young man was. <laughs> um, so when the video started to pop up and I was like, okay, who is this? Yeah. 
and why is his wife dressed like that? Like, what is going? So obviously, in my, you know, millennial mind, we go to Google for everything. Uh, so now I'm looking it up, and I'm saying that he is some like YouTuber, influencer, relationship guru. They're like people are throwing that phrase around like crazy. Yeah, there needs to be uh, some qualifications, there needs to be checklists. There needs to be uh, maybe some letters behind your name because it, everybody's a relationship guru at this point. You 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 mess up in a few relationships and now you're an expert in it. No, that's that's not how this works. It's not at all. Um, so I started to go back and actually watch the videos, and I'm thinking like this man is just talking. Like I don't understand like. And then to see some of the videos where he would be like coming at women, it's like, wow. And y'all are like, y'all are supporting this. Like you guys, maybe not you, but you guys, y'all bought into it. So that, like, I was like, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, okay. So then the bomb happened and the video posted and this, who I'm sure she, I'm sure like she is a beautiful woman she is she she is but that particular video did not show her in her best light that's the that's the pc way of saying it um and then she responded and then other people were starting to respond and but when the mistress responded with the doctor yes with the videos and the photos and the screenshots, y'all better learn to stop sending this stuff in a text message. You better be old school and call. Because that's that's how people are getting caught up is the text messages and the DMs. And people people don't delete anything. I know I don't. I have all those old text messages. Mm. And screenshot, screenshot and post. And it's like, okay, but this is actually what you really said. And it's just really unfortunate that he was like basically pandering people like this. Like he he is a definition of a troll. Yeah. Um, and he had this whole persona publicly or privately. Nah, nigga. I'm like, at what point do you assess like what you have going on? Because w- this is all new. Social media influencer, whatever else. We don't know what the timeline, we don't know when the ties could change, if they will change, if something will switch up. So okay. if you're doing something that's getting you money, like we do in our regular careers, when do you assess and say, I want to keep this going as long as possible so I can build up as much? What am I doing that is cut, that could wipe this away in a moment? Right. I think that's that that irritates me the most because even if you're going to be a, uh, uh, ain't shit person, at least be good at it. Yeah. yeah. Like, excellent. don't be stupid. Like your rational mind should kick in and be like, all right, I'm still trying to get this money. I'm not trying to mess up this bag. So if I'm going to be doing one thing over here and one thing over there, I need to make sure these two things never cross. These two mm-hmm. things never speak. So that means that you got to be doing whatever this person wants on the left hand and what this person wants on the right hand because if one of them decides that I don't want to do this anymore I want to expose you you caught yeah you messed up you can't you that kind of stuff is like you have to decide on on another vice that's all it is (laughs) you cannot you cannot put that in anybody else's hands like they could be mad at you and just decide to out you yes no matter how your career close 
you think you are, how good <clears throat> you think you have it locked down. Like, if, if they don't have anything to lose. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. They have nothing to lose. It's all on you. So in my mind, I mean, I can think back to many, many, many years ago when I may have been like, you know, entertaining more than one person. That was that was so long ago. Like I don't I don't do that no more. Uh, <laughs> but like you can't be doing stuff to like piss these people off. No, I'm gonna say exactly what you want to hear. I'm gonna do exactly what you want to do in that moment. Like you you have to be able to play both sides of the fence. And poor dear. <laughs> I don't even know what caused it to like pop. I would love to know that as well. Like and what did he say to her to make her go, okay. I got yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's like, it's clear, like, your vulnerability is right there. Like, it's just, it just is. Like, even people, like, just to bring all the foolishness going on, like Gary Owen. Like, oh you're a comedian, though, but then you've also had created a narrative for yourself of being married to this Black woman That's- and XYZ and ABC. So you've created a vulnerability for yourself. Yes. And then gone and exposed it. Because it's like, you could have just been a comedian. Like, you didn't have to create that whole, na- like, that's half his narrative at this point. That's, I feel, but that's the only reason. That's like half his storyline. That's half his, like, his material. He Most of his jokes are based off, like, what it's like to be a white man living with a Black woman with, with mixed race kids, you know, a Black family. Like, that's, that's honestly all he really talks about but that's also how he get booked on all these shows mm-hmm. like he would not be on mtv bet and vh1 as heavy as he is if you did not have that black storyline but i mean let's be honest it's easy for i mean i don't I'm, I'm not a comedian so i don't know how easy it is to c- come on but like obviously you you've created a narrative where you have you go into these black spaces right yes. but it's just as easy for a white comedian man to get on yeah and just be elsewhere just not in the black spaces right so it's like he purposely did that and then like this is your vulnerability this black family and you gonna cheat on them and they were married like 20 25 years time so when it comes down to it as a man you speak for all your people on this planet but Is it, is it just, is it the power you think it is? Or is it like just arrogance? It's a little both. Um, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of actual relationship experts, like therapists and things, they <laughs> say that when men cheat, it's never about sex. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. It's never about that. It's about uh, control. Mm-hmm. It's about power. It's about being greedy. Uh, for a lot of men, especially, I obviously don't know this white man, but let's just take Gary. When you've been married for that long, a lot of times you like to you like to like see if I still got it. Mm-hmm. It's like I've been with my wife, and you know I've been I've actually been faithful for these last fifteen years, but you know I'm seeing these these younger manufactured bodies. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Instagram and at my shows and backstage and VIP and things like that. And you know what? I wonder if I still got it. I wonder if I'm still the old Gary, if I can still pull it. Man, and, where does the versus reward come in? Or is that like for men? 
I'm gonna ask you, like, as a man, yeah, is that like a cuss? I mean, you're different. I feel like you be able to analyzing everything. The, but like, when does the risk <laughs> for for your homies? When does risk versus reward like? But that's also be, I I feel like I can speak for men on this. That's actually like a part of the fun, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I could get caught and I could lose everything. But what if I don't? So that that kind of although this is completely off topic, this I saw this post about um, people like expect cheating and like let you go, but like they villainize like polyamory. So like mm. yeah, being, oh. like removing the the that oh I could get caught from it, and also I feel like people like to think the worst of people. Like for women in the in the case, they're like I like I'm gonna expect him to cheat because he's gonna live me. in the worst. But when it's a when it's part of the relationship, it's like well, what am I expecting? And then for men, it's like, well, what am I, what am I getting away with? Yeah. So like, do you really want this or you just it's, trying to do something? It's crazy that we're wired like that as people. And it's like, in, you know, our front facing world, we, we preach communication and, you know, let be upfront, be honest, be your most vulnerable self, bring your real self into the space and things like that. But then, people get shunned when they do it <laughs> it's like this is what you guys have been asking for for years especially from men especially from black men mm-hmm. y'all have been asking us to do this to bring down the walls to be more vulnerable be more sensitive you know do all these things and then when a black man does it and he lets you know that like you know what you alone are not sexually satisfying me it's like wait what you say <laughs> but you just told me <laughs> 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 and I'm like I'm fine with that but you know is you know I, I love my brothers but I I, I don't specifically like Drake. I specifically Drake. <laughs> oh but I feel like sometimes y'all love grabbing up labels of things and not fully you you like the part that benefits you but not the full picture so when it comes to things like polyamory Mm. when your girl here we go sweetie here we go sweetie, sweetie. <laughs> it's I, a I mean, problem i mean yes i ain't gonna yes. lie yeah <laughs> yes that's that that's part of the selfishness of a man yeah um and i i could agree with you for a lot of men they they present that they will present that just to see like what you're gonna say if you're gonna be really to go you know willing to go for it but they haven't fully thought out the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of this and like what it includes. Cause it's like, Hey bro, she could actually say yes, but then she's actually going to want something on her end too. It's like, okay, you brought your most vulnerable self, but what happens when she does the same? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be willing to accept that the whole sweetie comment on the show? And they asked her about the threesome and it's like, uh, it was a whole like social media storm. It's when it's a, when it's two guys, when I would say when it's a man and two women, it's considered a threesome. When it's two guys and a woman, it's considered a train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 y'all, it's, it's, it's a flipping of the narrative. This is what the isms do: the sexisms, the racisms. The but I would like to say, in that specific moment, as people were going on social media, you know, the the Twitter fingers and things like that. I personally was laughing because I'm saying like they are really giving men 
you know, so such a hard time for saying these things. But if y'all look at y'all current reigning, she's currently re- wearing the crown of the best female rapper currently. Cardi herself said it. That was a train. She said it. Are we gonna are we gonna ignore the fact that it is internalized? All the isms. What do you mean internalized? Like the sexisms, the all the things that like you can internalize these ideas and spit them back out, just like black people making whatever commentary about other black people. And it's like you've internalized that yeah. point of racism. Like that's just that's all that is. Because yeah. it's like you you demonize it like when a woman wants it, but when a man wants it, it's it's fine. Look, I just I want I want everybody to want it. That's <laughs> that's all I want. I just want everybody to want it. And what you want is what you want. And that's good for you. And what I want is what I want. And that's good for me. And me personally, I think that that's the space we need to be moving more into. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's just be okay with being okay what works for them. But people, let's be real. Like people are not, you really do just have to find live for your pot, essentially. But people are not. I'm sorry. Like you just gotta find whoever fits you. you Did you say live for your pot? Yeah, you just gotta that fit on there. You know, can't be too small, can't be too big. It ain't gonna work. A lid for if that's not the most country shit. (laughs) I'm done with you, but is it not true though? No. And you don't, you want to know why it's not why? true? Because if you go to Amazon, there are four lids for this one pot. First of all, I'm not saying that there are not multiple, <laughs> but you can't be choosing ones that don't fit. But you it might... doesn't. You need to find your lid, though. Yeah, the one. Not that a fits. lid. You need to find the because lid are... for your pot. But it could be a few different lids because these are all different brands and. Yeah. And, and them the only ones you should be trying out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Fine, so what you want like okay so if you know that this 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 don't fit you right you know you, you know want. that you why are you why are you you're a quarter you're a quarter pot you should not have this gallon lid correct yeah right you shouldn't so you you said like you said it's, it's a lot of them that could fit what you want and like the and then the gallon lid should not be concerned with the fact that you don't want it Oh, see, see, that's a whole different story. It's a lot going on. It's <laughs> a, a lot to it. Like, because men and women too, but if you, we, we've noticed the women have got killed. It's, you reject them. And it's just like, this is not a fit. You get called all kind of bitches and hoes and people have been shot over it for just rejecting a phone number. So it's like, yeah. why aren't people able to accept that it, it's just not a match? It just doesn't work. Like we have two different I feel like ideals. That's pride. Yeah. Cause cause now, like, now, now my my pride and my feelings are hurt. Because I saw you in well, this thing that we used to do back before quarantine, going to the club. Ooh, that sounds so crazy these days. I know. Like, think, think back. <laughs> but I saw you in the club. And we were at the bar and I had to muster up the courage to like walk over to you and introduce myself and, you know, spit my game. Well, that sounds so crazy. Um, but I did it. Like I did it. 
uh, my boys, like they talk me up, they over there watching because who goes to the club by themselves? Um, and you shot me down and they saw it. And my boy saw it and your girl saw it. And now we all talking about it. And now I'm watching you throughout the whole night because now I'm embarrassed. And a lot of people have not learned to create those tools to deal with those types of things. Yeah. They don't, they don't know how to deal with rejection. They don't, they don't understand what it's like to deal with, you know, some, you just not being somebody's preference. Because at the end of the day, it's honestly all of this is a preference. Yeah. It doesn't make you ugly. It doesn't make you unattractive. It doesn't make you any of these things that sometimes run through your mind. It's just that you, you know, my preference. Yeah. It just, for whatever reason. And like, honestly, the reason don't matter. It don't. <laughs> and I don't, and you don't deserve an explanation. You ain't my preference. You don't. It just, it ain't, it ain't gonna work. Look, I've, been, I've been saying this since the beginning of, of this show. No is my favorite word in the English language. And you don't deserve an explanation for it. Nah. Period. I'm no. good. That's it. But yeah, you're right. People don't people don't have them tools. But it's like this is probably what is developing this culture of people, women specifically, who are listening to the Derrick Jacksons because they're just going on to the hope that somebody can tell them something or give them some direction. Or on the opposite end of this versus Kevin Samuels, who is roasting women at this point. How are people calling into this show? That's what I don't get. Y'all are still feeding into this. If we're going to be honest, I know exactly why they're still calling. Please explain it to the people, the people being me. They are hoping to be that one that is different. So it is an extreme case of looking for validation. Because I, they, I wanna, so I wanna, harsh. I just want to say like right here in this very moment, put it on the record. None of y'all are unicorns. Stop it. Stop. That's what they're looking for, though. Because at this point, you know, he, you know what he says about people. You know how he, you know how how he ranks people. And it's yeah. like, what, can, what are you using for this? It's like, what he say? Beyonce is an eight. Kelly Rowland's a nine. Rihanna, even with her big forehead, is a 10. It's exactly <laughs> what he said. And it's like, and then I, I was on his page for something. I was showing somebody something about him because they didn't know. And I saw it and I was like, the colorism of it all. Hello. Like, it's, it's right there in Bladed when he grabs the images of these women, older and younger. Wow. It's just right in your face. Didn't he call a woman, like he, call, he, was, um, he was using an analogy, like a car analogy. And he was like, you're no new Audi. You're more of like a used Honda. And I was just like this. And she sat there and on the phone. They like she sat there and she took it. She would, you know, those uh, non-verbal agreement skills that a lot of us have, have learned to nod the heads, the mm-hmm, you know, those, those responses. No. No. Hun I'm not. No damn hunt. The Oh, like he's picked and, ch and chosen, at it, and he is very predatory. Like the things that he knows that are the hangups societally and whatever else for women. Like the, if you already have kids, if you're a certain weight, if mm. you're a certain age, is that, is that, you think that's like the pre-screening? 
like when you call in and then yeah. the producers be like, so tell me about yourself. Yeah, he's like, okay, <laughs> these ones they have issues with. So let me ascribe value mm -hmm. only to these aspects. Right. And so right. it's like, don't you know? And like, you should feel lucky to have somebody who is average if you're above average because it doesn't matter if you're intelligent, if you're earning a lot, if you're super smart, if you're successful, but the fact that you not a supermodel and you 35 now means that you need to accept the fact that black men earn $48,000 a year. And you lucky to get your one that makes that is what he told this one woman. I'm sorry, let's go back to this number. <laughs> It doesn't matter that you're making 500 times that way. Oh, see, too much. <laughs> but according to Kevin Samuels, you could have your pick of the lot. Well, according based, to who? Based on that one number, just based on the fact that you're a high earner. It don't mean nothing else. You can look like whoever. You can just take right. your face off. It, just the fact that you make that money means that you are high value. You can get any, any fine 10 woman that you want. Because but, you, you you make your 48. Like they do good. But if you make over that, he's saying like, if you make over that, you you can get anybody. You, you in, like you in, bro. Like they're going to be on site. But for it. a woman, if you making over that, you have to realize that men don't. So you should just get you one that does it. Especially if you have all, all these other things going on for you. Like you're fat, you got a child. Like who, who you think who you think going to want you? Not you. <laughs> that's what he's telling them that is like the current thing on social media is um where some one of your cousins please get your people together went went to her twitter with her non-spelling butt and was like if if a man is over 30 and single it's a red flag and if he has no kids it's a double red flag i don't want this nigga i see it I should have wore red today. Red flag. I'm a big I'm a big red and, and, and my whole crew. We all red flags. But red flag. When, when did the narrative switch or have we just always been with a different crowd? Because I felt like at 16 and 17, we was having these babies. We was told not to be out here laying it low and spreading it wide and don't bring home nothing that you ain't leave with all because, the things because because i ain't taking care of no baby i'm and too now, young to be a grandma and now that these people are our age and they babies they had at 16 leaving the house now we the villains now i'm the villain now now, now i'm the one with the best of life <laughs> i'm like my mama i'm the one who ain't done nothing with my me. life because i ain't got i ain't got three four baby mama they're gonna life. be on the cruise ship at 45 be like because they kids and what? And I'm also going to be on the cruise ship at 45. Also, also <laughs> <laughs> as well, in addition to. Like, come on. I don't. Like, there are, my, my mom was like, there are a vast more number of ways to not get pregnant than there are to get pregnant. Ooh. So therefore, I okay. exercise one of my many options. To not get I, I do find it because um, as uh, we get older and as a lot of our peers do, you know, are they able to find their, their perfectly fit lid mm -hmm. and, you know, they, <clears throat> they get married and they have kids and, you know, they do, you know, their lives are just progressing. I do find that 
sometimes us as the single non child having kids or people we kind of started like we get like left out of stuff oh yeah now, now we're starting to be shunned now it's like oh i would have invited you but you ain't got no kid or i would have came but i couldn't find no babysitter or stuff like that and then i personally and i know some people that's are going to hear this are going to disagree and y'all know i don't care but i sometimes i feel like people are also used it as an excuse of like i don't have to try as hard in the friendship because we are no longer the same yeah i i definitely can see that because there's a, there's a way to balance the fact that yes now especially when you have younger kids they they rule your life but you do not have to lose your life yeah or eject your friends whose life no no you know let me come be tt when i need to be or i can be around i i want to be at the birthday party though i know i ain't got no child to bring but that's and i don't mind because i'm your real friend i'm your real friend i didn't been your i didn't seen you fight the people i didn't seen you get the drunk i didn't seen you throw up i didn't seen you lie i didn't help you lie i didn't i didn't hear you like i didn't i didn't we didn't been through all this stuff together so i'm your real friend of your real life and now that your real life is starting to evolve our friendship has to evolve i get that so yeah i i don't have a two-year-old to bring to the birthday party but i'm gonna still go yeah what a dope gift <laughs> exactly because i ain't have to buy one for my two-year-old too i ain't got nothing else to go <laughs> i don't i have two really close friends um one being my line brother and then one being another frat brother of mine, they have recently had children and I am proud to be their godfathers and they like it because they know I'm going to buy all the gifts. Exactly. My niece, my, I swear my sister and my brother-in-law about didn't have to buy a thing for Christmas because Look. they was hooked up, me and my sister exactly. and my mama. Exactly. This, her birthday in January, Christmas in December, she got one of them little hover around little things for Christmas. Got a little fake G wagon for her birthday. You, you this is money. rolling, you, you and she money. got kind of everything else. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and she got an iPad for her birthday. See, it's kicking it. Talk about can we go for a ride? <laughs> so I don't. I, I always I try to look at it at that spectrum of like okay, like you should take advantage of your friends who don't have kids. It's like me and the missus ain't had no date night since we had this little motherfucker. Mm-hmm. hand them off like yeah I, i'll take little june bug for a night kids be like if i get one more in here it's gonna be an issue right, <laughs> right. Time for that. I, yeah I'm, i don't yeah. know how we got on that but yes I don't, I don't know how we got on that either. <laughs> yeah no it's just like but you know to, to kind of bring it back but i think it's can become for some people because like marriage and children is like what some people ascribe su- to success like yeah. that means mm-hmm. success so it's like now that I'm successful and I have this like I can't possibly like kick it with you and that's what a lot of these people who are yeah to Derek Jacksons and the Kevin Samuels are looking for that because they they haven't seen any value in the rest of their lives because they don't have a man yeah I think I can completely agree with you when it comes to that and it kind of also goes back to doing what's best for you like you getting married by 30 and having two kids and like all those things that that was the measure of success for you it wasn't a measure of success for me I can very I remember a very honest conversation I was having with a friend of mine and I was about like 24 25 
and they were in, they were actually getting ready to um, propose to their partner. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, I'm looking, I want to do this. I want to build this. I want to start this business, this house, like blah, 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 blah with them. And I remember saying I, the words out of my mouth were, that's great. I want to do all those things for myself. And the look on their face, because how dare you? Is <laughs> <laughs> a how dare you, isn't it? Like, how dare, how, how dare you want to build empires? with you <laughs> like how dare you you like and, and it's like i i hate when people i'll use the word shun uh, when people shun people like me mm-hmm. for being different like yeah it's true i <laughs> had no desire to be to have a i don't i barely like kids i ain't ready to have them it's like i i barely can take care of myself sometimes i'm like, I like need i'm a lot to deal with and then you want me to deal with another version of me? <laughs> be like, I'm good. I'm good, love. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I can lay in the bed all day and like, I, I can just do that with me. And like, mm-hmm. I ain't got to get up. I can have these people bring the food to the door. You know, then maybe some days I just be like, I ain't eating today. I don't feel like it. I can't do that with John sure. John over there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get up. You do. You absolutely do. And <laughs> no. it's like, I, I just, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Especially like, people people just have a lack of nuance and seeing that things can be different, different. and like the same at the same time like we can still be cool but like my life can look ex- extremely different and it's like this whole thing I was talking to a friend yesterday about ascribing the label of like gold digger to women it's like oh not all women are gold digger I said oh I'm sorry I, I am I really I really like gold <laughs> I found how <laughs> I found how to dig it myself <laughs> And so why ever would I look for somebody who does not have what I gave myself? Oh, uh, where's my pen? Write that down. Come on now. <laughs> so <laughs> if I have to be labeled a gold digger because of that, because I'm already sitting on gold mines, mm-hmm. then call me what you please. It's I, I was talking to somebody and, and oh, we were talking about, um, here in the DMV area, they, on the radio, they were talking about uh, kids going back to school and this, this, and this. And one of the elementary schools was advertised. I'm not going to say the school name, but they were advertising. And one of the new programs they were, uh, they're advertising is about racism. And, you know, getting, having, starting having these conversations early. And I remember like being in my car and being like, this is stupid. Because kids aren't racist. That is a trait that you have to learn. Yeah. Kids are inherently not racist. They don't, they're not, they don't know it. Mm-hmm. They don't know that because I'm white, I'm supposed to look down on you. Mm-hmm. They don't know that because my skin is darker, I'm supposed to be lesser than you. They don't know that. Those are things that they learn over years. Yeah. So I, 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 the conversation we was having is like, when, 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 did the, when does the switch happen? When does, because as, as children, we were told to be different. You know, you ain't, everybody wants to be a doctor, a lawyer, a judge. You ain't got to do that though. Be the artist, be the painter, be the, the dancer. You know, we were, we were told that up to a certain age. And, but when does the switch happen? When does it say, okay, now you need to be like everybody else? 
that's that's a rough one it's like it's kind of hard to pin down and I feel like we've talked about this before especially like in the black community it's like Mm -hmm. we get we don't get that variety though always in the beginning of you you can be different because it's like we also sometimes get you have to fit into this mode to be okay and so a lot of us who have broken out of that mode are like really in completely new territory yeah it's like (laughs) it it does our lives don't look the same as anybody else anybody or anybody else in our family and it's like it's even you can see it in that we are we are still at the point where hopefully our future generations won't be losing our job ends what we've created for ourselves essentially yeah no i agree a lot of white people who have had decades and hundreds of years to do that that not necessarily true for them because they have a background of stuff and we're just building these things but it's outside of the box that we were told that we can get in but even the people in those boxes the people who are doctors lawyers whatever if they lose those jobs right it's 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 it's, that is when it comes to black community that especially i feel like our generation and the one that's coming after us the ones that like to eat tie pies um it's like Oh, I don't know what I'm doing out here. And I'm really just, I'm just figuring it out the way because I saw what mama and big mama and them did and how hard they had to work and how they like, they, you, you work so hard, but you still don't really get no return for it. And like, I don't want to be like that. And I don't want, I want my children to have more than what I had. Like, I want them to have a better future. So I know, I knew I had to do something different. Yeah. Because what y'all been doing ain't working. No. And it ain't worked for years. Yeah. Like I knew that I had to, I knew I had to get out of the South. Yeah. I knew I had to. Like I knew that I could not be my version of success there. Like I knew I had to leave. But then nobody else in my family ever did that. <laughs> so it's like I'm just out here, like just like woo. Like let's At try this. Like, like, oh, really, okay. Yeah, if I if I did a heat map of probably where all my family has moved, like from, it, from where they were born, it would be in the same like circle. It's still like in the same like same little circle. Yeah, some of them like like some of my great aunts and stuff, they moved up to Detroit and like Milwaukee, but like they're still like there. Mm-hmm. Or like I probably have one cousin that I know is in California who was born in Milwaukee. But that's because he played in the NFL. So he went there when he was playing. But see, and that was stayed. his out. That was his out. Right. And then, um, and then you know, I was on the East Coast. I'm back down South now, but, like, that's a choice. But, like, those years mm-hmm. on the East Coast, that changes your perspective on. I agree. On Which is why I tell people, especially, like, my mentees and my younger frat brothers and things like that, uh, get, get away from home. Mm-hmm. That is the number one advice I give them to get away from home because you truly find yourself yeah. when you only have yourself. Absolutely. Ooh, the, the world opens, you like, you just don't realize what's out there. And right. Like you were talking about before, like all the stuff that you are told, you, you see that that's not quite true. These niggas was lying. <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite how that's, that that's not, that's actually not how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. And I feel like you you honestly learn like uh like like Nippy said, I didn't know my own strength. You learn it. 
you learn when it's just you out here and you 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 I mean you can go back home but you ain't trying to go back home and it's like i got to figure out how to pay these bills i got to figure out how to eat i got to figure out how to live uh all right i got to figure this out and you honestly learn like your capabilities when you only have yourself to rely on yeah. But it's really hard to do that when you're surrounded with everybody. Yeah. When it's are, like, they, I ain't got nothing to eat today, but I know I can go up the road to Auntie House. I know she cook. Yeah. It's like, uh, like you, and that's that's why I preach, I preach get away from home. Now I'm, what I'm not preaching is to forget about your home. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that, but you know, leave. Leave the state, leave the area, go, you know, get by the plane ticket go to grad school, law school, med school, whatever, away. Because mm-hmm. you need to be exposed to these different things. You need to get, you need to meet new people. You need to meet different people. You need to like expand your boundaries so that you can honestly figure out who you are. I think that was probably, not I think, I know, was that was one of the most difficult conversations I had, I had with my mother when I had to let her know that I honestly didn't find who I was until I left you. Yeah. Because I didn't know, because I was just so accustomed to being your son mm-hmm. I was so accustomed to being a pastor's son you oh, know yeah. I was so accustomed to oh that's that's ultimate grandson but like, <laughs> I was yeah. just, like, like going I, home talking about who you belong to who who your family name is oh, oh you ultimate grandson yeah. mm-hmm. I know you boy and be like no you don't mm-hmm. <laughs> like walking no, through Walmart don't. and everybody know who you are like and it's like mm. You are when, I, he, when he come home, he'd be like, I gotta get out of here. Yes. <laughs> three days. Y'all have heard it before. The three-day max. <laughs> That's it. But I honestly didn't figure out who I was. And not only who I was, I didn't figure out who I wanted to be mm. until I left home. And I had to fall on my face a few times. And I had to learn how to pick myself up. And I, I had to make the mistakes. Yeah. I had like I, I knew the stove was hot, but I still had to touch it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you get into that feeling of like I ain't had no choice but do it, but it's like but we did. We made the choice to get back up. And I did not go back home. Right. And not go back home. I and made that the choice. Made the yeah. Like I made the choice of deciding to live in my car for a semester of law school because I wasn't going home. Mm-hmm. I tell you. But you know what else tells you to get back to what we were coming here to talk about? God, this year. So all over the place. This year in quarantine. Okay, let me ask you this. What is, give us one trend, just one, that started in quarantine that you wish you could get rid of? Oh my gosh, let's see. I don't know. I have, now I got to think about that. What's yours? Easy, TikTok. <laughs> okay, okay, so. <laughs> I hate it. I <laughs> I really behave myself because I be plugged into stuff. So I had TikTok since it was musically. And I couldn't so what? Musically. Say no. Music.ly. And I had heard and I made musically like on there. And it was like I, they were like, this is going to be the next thing. And I just could not figure it out because it was still very music based before mm. they switched over to TikTok Shut where you could like add different sounds. So I was like, how do I do what I'm trying to do with music? Like it didn't make sense for me. Right. But then it like, it flipped and popped, but I had already kind of like let it go. And I was just like, ah, man. Should have slowed but, 
I'm not mad at certain pockets of TikTok. Now the whole dancing situation is I I could I could do without that. Yeah. But the people giving photography tips, like cooking to always always watch. Yeah, that. like the the rise of Tabitha Brown, like stuff like that. Like I love because I am a <sighs> meat lover. I was just talking about Tabitha the other day. Like I follow her since the TTLA. Like I went to Whole Foods and got the sandwich because of her. Oh, see, and I I honestly probably would have never discovered Tabitha had it not been for social media. And I don't even really watch Tabitha for the cooking tips because we not cooking for the same audience. <laughs> uh, but I just, I like Tabitha's energy. Yeah, I love it. Like I love the uh, the TSAs, and mm. you know I just like the way she talked to people. I like the way that she treats people. Like I, I I enjoyed that aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, so auntie. but it's like it's it's like those things that have have popped people off that because TikTok is actually still the like the social media platform that is still the the everybody enters at the same cost. Like right now, yeah. Facebook and Instagram, you have a, a they put up a paywall, so like your content does not a go paywall unless you pay for it. So essentially anything I'm posting on my Facebook page, what? it no one sees it until I pay to have it promoted. Instagram. Oh, right? yes, oh. like paying for ads. Yes. 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 So yes. like yes, you, yes, yes. you you lower it. TikTok, you can still organically grow. Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah. Twitter is oversaturated. Like there's no pay thing there, but the tweets go by this name is Me either. I've got off because we it's, I was on in 2008, 2009 when it was like okay cool but it became toxic and then it became Mm -hmm. loaded and I just never I remember like when I first moved to DC in uh nine and ten I was on Twitter heavy and that's actually how I met a lot of people Mm -hmm. like uh I'm especially like being in a city that's mostly full of transplants yeah you realize that like oh there are other people from the south and you know other people that went to the SEC school like you you find your connections with people Uh, I have quite a few like these are like my real friends now yeah. but we we met on we met on twitter um yeah. and things like that so but twitter i agree like it got it got so crowded at one point and it's just like ah this not this actually not fun anymore yeah. i don't want to do this it's, it's too much um I'm barely so, holding okay, on I, to instagram i did figure out my my trend that i want to go away okay it's gonna it's <laughs> it's it's selfish travel it's like it's what selfish travel right people okay. who ain't never been nowhere who were in april last year had to get away <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the trend that you hate <laughs> yes and people still doing it it's like those times like and i and i realized that i didn't like it when i was in dc and we would have things like snowpocalypse snowbagetic people mm. two days in i got cabin fever do you yes i did have cabin no, you fever. Do, whatever. <laughs> y'all do not have cabin fever. she's talking about me <laughs> yes <laughs> i remember but, that but video of me standing life. outside of 7-eleven and you was like go in the house go in the house <laughs> Like y'all can't sit down for nothing. No. I need I need to trade this for the rise in therapy because the amount of people who cannot sit with themselves nah. became obvious. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's flip it. What's the trend that you you uh, are happy about that you you know you you want to push more? Like flexibility and remote work. Come on, some f and body. I've been That's preaching that. Y'all try to act like these. We had to have our ass in seat to do these jobs in the building. Like you had to physically see me. You wanted to be able to walk past my office, walk past my cube to know I was working. And it's no, like, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like you get so much less done in the office in the office I'm so distracted like the fact that I can wake up and roll here to my desk and be productive and it's mm-hmm. like that means I've gotten so much more sleep I'm able to just grab food I can sit here and still be working I don't have to step mm-hmm. away for a meeting I don't mm-hmm. have to um add in like oh I gotta walk across wherever to go to this meeting I gotta trans mm-hmm. like go here to go to this it makes it so much, you so much more productive and you can focus and you ain't got to worry about now I got to go beat traffic. So I got to leave and leave this thing hanging. Like, yeah, I agree. The rise in telework has been amazing, especially for um, government workers and a lot of large corporations and teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, the rise in telework has been great because like you said, for years, we were always told that like certain positions, you can't telework. You're not telework eligible. Like you, you need to physically be here and like things like that. And then when it's like, well, I can't be there. Now we got to figure this out. And it was still working. Like people were still being productive, productive deadlines were still being met. Like projects were still being completed and things like that. And uh, for, I know a lot of um, agencies and corporations, they've actually started to put numbers to it. And they realized that like, actually people are actually being more productive. Now that you're at home and you're being able to do it in the conference of, whatever now what i don't like about that trend um is i was i um as you know i recently started a new job and one of the things that i was saying in one of our managers meeting um because i'm taking advantage of being the new guy so you know when you're kind of the new person you can almost like say some like so you can like say some things Mm -hmm. and it's like he gets away with it because he knew so i'm taking advantage of that Exactly. And one of the things I don't like about this is I feel like people are overworking. Oh, yeah. Because they're at home. Because yeah. when you are, like you said, when you have to factor in commute, when you have to like actually like factor in, now I have to go to this meeting. You know, I got to, if I'm taking a train or taking a bus, like you have to put those limitations in. You actually set parameters. And yeah. it's like, I got to work at eight. I am leaving at four mm-hmm. because I got to connect all these other dots. But now that you're at home, you know, people are like work, they're waking, working way more hours than they normally would. And it's like a lot of times people don't think about it. And what I was saying in the manager's meeting is a lot of times now management and supervisors are taking advantage of that. Yeah. It's like, now I know you started at eight and technically you're supposed to be done at four, but can you just jump on this five o'clock call? You at home. You wouldn't ask me that if I was in the office because I would already be gone. Already been gone. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing about management. And yeah. I guess it depends on the in- industry. Some people are a little more on call because of what, you know, what, the, what they do. But it's yeah. like, you can't, no, <laughs> you can't take advantage of that. And like, no, I, I feel like a lot of people are. They are. When it first started, I would catch myself like doing stuff. But just because also when the pandemic started, my office was essentially like three or four people down and I was taking on a lot of that. So it was kind of crazy. Okay. But yeah. at a certain point, it was just like, once time is off, I don't know if my job exists. Like it got to the point where I told my boss, was like, oh, don't, she was like, I, I see a lot of people doing X, Y, Z on the weekends. I was like, you don't have to worry about that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Once the weekend hits, 
what is this? I don't, I don't recall. I, I do I, not I, know I, this place <laughs> exists exactly. until I have to log in on Monday. Yeah. Don't ever worry about it. Unless it's something important. I, I don't know. So I, I, I want people to like set those boundaries, set, set boundaries e even in this telework environment. Yeah. Like you, you know, that you're not supposed to be working 10, 11 hours. So stop doing it. It's hard for some people. And I do think those oh, yeah. will definitely benefit from having a flex schedule where they go in sometime and where they work from home. Like if you catch yourself doing that all the time, work from home might not be the best mm -hmm. for you because I started my new job and we do go in. So I do have some days where I work remote. And I did realize that I missed like the human interaction because I hadn't been interacting with nobody yeah. <laughs> in the whole pandemic. So it's like, okay, I missed the like, you know, we having fun, we talking, blah, 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 mm -hmm. part of mm -hmm. office life. But again, we ain't getting no work done doing all the times where we kicking it, yeah. <laughs> talking and, you know, catching up or just like, you know, where people are just having lunch together and longer, you know, it, it's a wide open spaces now because can't nobody be next to each other. Right. But it's like, that's time that if I were at home, I would have been working. So it's like, I don't understand yeah. how jobs before this just didn't get it. I think they got it, but they just didn't want to admit it because it's like, you people are not sitting at, when they sitting at their desk that whole time. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> not working. And loud too. <laughs> at, at my last job, I probably got to the point where I, I watched, I re-watched Game of Thrones. Wow. At work. Granted, I have two huge, I had two huge screens. Uh -huh. So I had Game of Thrones on the one because it was a rewatch and I was doing my work, but it was like, I was very much also yeah. watching yeah. TV. <laughs> you do. We have lost the social aspect of working. Yeah. Um, now that me, uh, majority of people at home, um, that's actually one of like one of the uh, projects that my new boss has put on my plate. It's like figure out a social, a social something now that we're in um, a virtual world. And it's like, oh, that's hard because social, like at its core is interaction. Mm. Like I need to be able to feel your energy. I need to be able to see you. I need to be able to talk to you. I need to be able to see your face, you know, read your body language, like all these things. And you can't do most of those in a virtual world. Uh, but then it's like, but because there is no social aspect, like you, we're no longer putting in a time block for, birthdays holiday parties picnics like we're not doing it we're just working yeah we're just working yeah i do appreciate that that's the one thing that i do appreciate about <laughs> having started this job and going in in person is that like i was able to more quickly you know get to know people or like yes. pick up on certain things because i yes. see you read your body body language see yes. your eyes move see this that and the third and it's like i can i can read people because that's how i read people it's like it's harder over video but it's, it's like I have impossible. a good read <laughs> for like most people I come in contact with, whether it's students or whoever, because mm -hmm. I'm able to see them at half their face. I was like, what's also weird is that the fact that I know what people look like from half their face. Mm -hmm. And it's like, once we remove these masks, like I saw somebody remove their mask and I was like, would not have put that your face. Didn't think that, that was gonna like, oh, okay. I was like, I would not have. If somebody had them rolling through, I would not have stopped at that one at so, all. Speaking of, have you experienced mass fish? No, 
but I can see based on what I'm doing now, like I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I, I had a, it. I had a friend, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. I just thought about the full story. I was like, okay, I got to cut these pieces out. <laughs> um, had a friend, um, trying to date in, in, uh, quarantine. I feel sorry for y'all. Um, and you know, they were mass fish because the person were posting photos and they, I guess they were trying to be like cute with it. And like all the photos had a mask on. Uh, and it's like, look, I actually am wearing a mask. I'm quarantining like this, this, and this. Uh, but then uh, they finally met up. Uh, they, they actually, um, they actually like, they probably went further than I feel like most people go. They did the test. They showed each other their tests. Like they did out there. One of them had got a vaccination shot. Like they, they, they took the steps to be safe in, in the date. Um, and then they met. <laughs> the person had cute eyes, huh? Gorgeous. Gorgeous eyes, beautiful forehead, really great hair. But all of this, mm-mm. you realize how that like completely. It co- yeah, it, I and I, I feel like I never really realized how much that completes a face. Yesterday, I was walking through Wegmans and I had two people that like I'm cool with, like I know them. We hang out, we friends in real life, and walk right past them. And one of them called my name, Wes. And I turned around and I'm looking at them like, who's like, this? And then they pulled their mask down. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. It is, it is like, even with like, your facial hair as a man, like can make or completely change your face. It does. Like, like, so yeah. like that person who I was like, I would have never put that. They had like a little goatee situation going on. Like, I would have never put it there and I was like you look like that like it wasn't anything it wasn't anything bad at all you look like you it was like (laughs) I would have never because he's a a little older he's an older white gentleman but I like I just hadn't seen he's the nicest person ever cool and it's just like I just would have like if I had seen him in the street with I would have never said oh that's xyz exactly I would have never thought that was John never would have thought that was John Yeah, but yeah. I also, in the same vein of teleworking, I want us to normalize people being able to work in a virtual world without having to turn their cameras off. Because sometimes that can be, that's a lot of pressure on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me personally, it becomes distracting okay. uh, because not only am I looking at you, I'm looking at everything. Yeah, you are. And the thing is, like, <laughs> if we were in person in a meeting, there's only a certain amount of people you can look at. You can look exactly. at person talking, person, right. people who are right across from you, but you can't even do that too hard because right. it becomes obvious. But when we're all on the camera, we can look at everybody. Like, it would be odd in a meeting if I was like... Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, right. the whole meeting. But that's what we're doing. We're like... And I'm also looking at what's going on in the background. Like I'm analyzing your house. I'm probably judging. Like not even ooh. probably. You're judging. Like oh oh, so that you like to shop there? Like oh, okay. Like ooh oh, what's that? Like oh, you you have a dog? <laughs> like I'm 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 distracted. Like, I didn't know they was a hoarder. Right. Like oh my god, I'm glad I never ate from you at the potluck. Like oh, uh, like 
so I, I really want us just to, because at my current job, it is, um, it's not an, a, a company thing, but it's more of an office um, culture. Your camera always has to be on. And I hate it because some days, like I, I don't get a haircut to tomorrow. But like, what? I don't understand the point. Same. And I, I, I pulled the new guy card. It was like, why do we have to always turn cameras on? And nobody had an answer. Cause it's like, and they like people, they want you to be like, I know like with my new job, like in our, like we working from like the last place I was at, everybody was just still for the most part remote, maybe like 80% of people here. It's kind of like that, but the department I'm in, people are majority mostly back in the office. So like, oh really? Yeah. Just the, so like maybe wow. like one day I'm one to two days at home. But uh-huh. like some people are just there, and That's, that sounds so weird. Like I, I still don't feel safe. Let me tell you, it was it was weird. My the only thing that really like comforted me is like other people. It's a small office I'm in. Like the department is is big, but we have our own building. It's a mm-hmm. small office, but I, as y'all know, I work in the university. But like most students are not are also not back. Okay. So I work at a law school now, but like the one L's are primarily back. And mm-hmm. like um, some of the other <laughs> trigger, I know I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't want to mess you up, but like some of the other like people are back, and then it's like you know it's still few enough people to keep your distance and space. And in the office I'm in, it's not that many people, but other mm-hmm. people also are very highly aware. They may have you know chronic conditions or it, reasons why they're not trying to get sick as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like okay. I feel comfortable in this environment. We okay. Still, everybody has their own office. Okay, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So yeah. we're not cubicles. Ain't so. no open concept. Like so, uh-uh. so only when I go out into the hallway. Or the first person that coughs in here, I'm losing. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh-uh. most of us are vaccinated now. Like at least the first shot. Okay. So it's like people are actually like doing the right thing. So I haven't felt unsafe and my thing was like the minute I feel it I'm gonna make it known I'm I'm gonna make it known but it's like it's weird because I noticed that like in our application or whatever like we have to put like our address because I'm guess like they are expecting you to work from that space and it could be some legal thing I'm not into you know like just like if we're gonna ensure that this is your workplace and blah 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 distance oh yeah that kind of thing but it's like I don't I didn't have to do that for my other job but it's like are you gonna be penalized if I decide to go to Arkansas you know yes (laughs) yeah yeah you are you know like and that's the thing of it it's like but I can get the same work done right right yes I yeah but I know some people um especially here uh, I know actually quite a few people that work for the city of DC um and it's a requirement in their contract that you have to live within a certain radius of the office. Mm. And even when you work from home, you still have to work from home from like the city of DC. Don't you dare cross over into Maryland. And it's like, but that does that doesn't affect my product. Like I'm I can I can log in to the meeting from the airplane. I'm still in the meeting. Like I don't. So yeah, I, I I do know that it's a thing. I don't I don't get it. That's like all the superficial like respectability things. Like you have to be in your seat. You have to be dressed a certain way. You That's a form to- of micromanagement. 
It is, but it's like <laughs> the way I'm dressed, the whatever I, I'm in, like people who've had to like really dress on Zoom from home. I'm like, what is that doing? Like, I really don't understand. Like, I, the product is not the same or like people who don't feel, I've noticed a lot more people, you know, I never had this problem, like dyeing their hair because they're at home, like colors. And oh, I'm like, obviously okay. I would go into the office with purple and blue hair. It doesn't matter to me. Right. But like they're like that doesn't affect that doesn't affect your product at all. <laughs> but like so people it did, but like as soon as we went home, the people that didn't look like me, the white people had pink hair, blue hair, purple hair. And I'm like, y'all had to wait till you went home. They did, yeah. Cause a lot of people feel like uh for okay, now like let's be real. Your outward appearance is factored into like how well people feel like you're doing at your job mm -hmm. especially dep depending on your field so like for me how dare you walk in here without a suit on are you are you sick like and it's like no i just ain't i ain't got i ain't got like no meetings or nothing today so i didn't like need to like um. and it's like okay you know that's a strike for you um so i know some people like they didn't feel comfortable mm -hmm you know, doing that. I, I can admit, like, I probably was one of, I, I was one of those people for a while. Like, I, I got like, my granny would be like, don't miss work. Like, I'm, my first few years of work, uh, I, she still asked me, like, what you want for? Because I want to be. Because <laughs> I want to be. That is, that is a, a old generation, the baby boomers and um, all of those people, they, you know, they worked. They didn't use vacation. They didn't use their annual leave, sick leave. They, they didn't use those things unless they were like sick. Mm -hmm. and, and even time, sometimes they would be sick, but still going into the office like, okay, first off, that's not healthy. You're spreading this everywhere. Uh, they didn't believe in mental oh, health days. <laughs> they didn't believe in mental health days. They didn't believe in personal care days and things like that. And then they wonder like, how y'all, why y'all ran, you burned yourself out so quick. Or you wonder, like, you be like, oh, it's Susan's birthday. She's turning 36. You'd be like, she's turning what? <laughs> Do what? Well, who? I definitely thought she was 60. <laughs> be like, and it's like, I've been here at least 30 years. Like, how you you've been here 30 years? How are you 36? <laughs> but that's because Susan been working herself like this. For and 30 years worth of work. Exactly. And um, I will say that's one of the one of the positive marks for our generation and them other people. Um, we have learned that this job is gonna be here. Take care of yourself. It's it's really gonna be here, y'all. Like I tell my staff all the time, like it, even like take care of yourself doesn't always have to mean physical, mm -hmm. because I know we are people. We deal with emotions, and mm -hmm. a lot of times we deal with emotions that we can't control. So there are going to be days that you are going to wake up and it's just not a good day. No. And what I'm asking you to do is to take that day off. Take the mental health days. Because take that mental health day. Look, because when you come I into the office like that. When I take a mental health day. Because it's like, how you, my brain, it don't feel good. Right. That's the same. Just the same as if my lung did not feel good. Or yes. my heart did not feel good. Or my overall body did not feel good. Right. I'm taking a sit day and then like got to the point where I'm like I I do things for myself like go to therapy which I think everybody should do <laughs> but oh yeah I forgot to say that's my trend that I support 
Yes. That's, that's my quarantine trend uh, that I am one happy, a lot more people are doing. I'm even happier that a lot more people of color are doing it. And a lot, uh, a lot of us, a lot of my, my people, the black yeah. people, we, the we are, people. we are in, <laughs> cause we needed it. We, we needed it, but we didn't know we needed it, but well, we needed it. This is a lot of unresolved trauma, but yes, I, 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 wish, um, I wish I wish a lot of us to get our mamas to go because a lot of y'all oh and us—that's where it came from. But I ain't trying to hold you. It's a whole I conversation. Started therapy a little before quarantine, um, and I can say that I I I didn't know I needed it. Uh, I always thought therapy was for white people with money, but now I realize that it's for everybody. Um, and I also didn't realize I had a lot of child unresolved childhood issues. I had a lot of things that I had just like, I wouldn't even say like suppressed. I had just like pushed it to the side. Mm-hmm. And my therapist was telling me like, that's, that is a coping me- mechanism for most black people mm-hmm. because we don't have time. They told us that you ain't got time. You ain't got time to be sick. Yeah. You ain't got time to be thinking about, you know, why does it, why do I feel like this? Or, you know, why you do I really have daddy issues? Man. Huh? You don't have time for none of your feelings as a black man. Like from the time No, you don't get to have them as a black don't man. Don't cry about that. Boys don't do that. Da, 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 da. You, they get nah. shut off immediately. You don't get to have feelings as a black man. You don't get to do that because you got other things to take care of. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Whitney living her best life at thewhitneywest.com and at thewhitneywest on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.